brothers and sisters. I don't know what this world is coming to. Yes, the rhythm, the rebel. Without a pause, I'm lowering my level. The hard drama, where you never been, I'm in. You want styling? You know it's time again. D, the enemy, telling you to hear it. They praise the music, it's time to play the lyrics. Some say no to the album, the show. Bum rush the sound. I made a year ago. What's up, sports fans? Welcome to another episode of LA Courtside, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. And of course, I am your host, L.A. Ray. And like Public Enemy just said, with that particular clip, Rebel Without a Pause, what is this world coming to? I really don't know. I really don't know. I'll try to break it down a little bit. But everyone knows uh, the uh, tweet. And I'll start this episode off by talking about the uh, the L.A. Lakers and specifically initially talking about uh, Montrez Harrell. As you all know by now, the tweet that came out yesterday, uh, sort of like an ominous tweet from Harold, where he mentioned uh, to the effect, I think it's time to call it quits to everything and everyone. Now, once that tweet came out, I mean, the Twitter post just went crazy with all kind of uh, not going to say accusations, but just trying to trying to figure out what the heck he was talking about. And a lot of it was, you know, a little negative. A lot of it didn't get to the point of could this possibly be a personal problem with Trez? You know, some sort of mental problem that he may be going through. As everyone knows, he lost his uh, grandmother last year before the Boba playoff started while he was with the Clippers. And, uh, you know, that's been weighing on his mind, of course. Um, he and his grandmother, by all accounts, were very, very close and um, that could have been it. And then also, you know, you do have the trade rumors swirling around about uh, Trez possibly getting traded. Andre Drummond possibly coming to the Lakers and will he and Trez be able to coexist. Uh, and then the Twitter posters just got going with it, almost as if to say, well, you know, he's expendable. You know, the guy can't play any defense. Um He's this, he's that. It's just a lot of negativity. But I did not see a whole lot of, you know, hey, let's just pray for the guy. You know, maybe he's going through some things. You know, I know all of you by now have either seen, heard, or read about the um, Meghan Markle interview and uh, Prince Harry over there in England that they had with Oprah Winfrey. And what Meghan Markle was going through where she pretty much said she thought about ending her life. Now, I'm not saying that this is the same situation with Montrez, but you never know. You never know behind closed doors what people are going through, man. And, you know, just to pile on and initially without, you know, knowing any more information that what whatever we're reading on a tweet or we're just trying to uh, look into a tweet and, and figure out what exactly it means. So I just say all that to say. You know, until Montrez comes out and says something himself, you know, let's pray for the guy. You know, let's just play, pray for his uh, mental and physical well-being. And uh, maybe it does have to do just with basketball. You know, maybe the trade talks, you know, maybe getting to him. You know, I'm sure he doesn't want to be traded. At least right now, the Lakers are one of the favorites to uh, come out of the West and represent the West in the uh, NBA Finals. And I don't know 
where all the vitriol comes from as far as Trez and his value to the team. I mean, I just don't get it. I mean, if you look at the stats, just flat-out stats, the guy's averaging 13.8 points per game, you know, almost 14 points a game. Coming off the bench, you know, providing some energy off the bench, providing toughness off the bench. His outside shot has even improved. His mid-range shot, he's not going to give you a bunch of three-point shots, of course. He's not that type of player. But that little 15-foot shot uh, that he has has really, really improved over the last uh, couple of years. You saw it a little bit uh, with the Clippers last year, but that wasn't a part of the Clippers offense that they featured all of that much. This year with the Lakers, uh, he has shot the ball pretty well from mid-range. And, you know, he gets your rebounds. And I'm reading on Twitter, well, you know, if you play big, you know, he can't guard any big guys. And if you go small, he's too slow to guard the small guys. And he's a liability on the court. I mean, hey, give me 14 points off the bench anytime. You know, how many great defensive players do you have out there in this league anyway in today's NBA? Really? I think Trez, if the Lakers end up trading Trez, I think that would be a monumental mistake. Now, of course, the Lakers do need a big man. There's no secret about that. Mark Gasol has just not provided um, the level of play that the Lakers expected uh, when they brought him over. You know, they expected more, uh, a more of a defensive presence because he's always been a pretty good defensive player. His defense has just been okay. Also, there were um, hopes that the offense can be run through Gasol because he's always been a pretty good passer. Haven't seen much of that either this year. And as far as scoring, you know, you're only going to get so many points out of Mark Gasol. You know, if you get eight or ten points out of him, you're doing pretty good. And more often than not, he does not provide that. So the Lakers will be looking to upgrade their roster with a big guy. Now, of course, the rumors, of course, uh, swirling around, you know, Laker Nation. Laker Nation, the late show, is Andre Drummond of the Cleveland Cavaliers, who's in the last year of his contract. And, of course, Cleveland has sat him down. And now there's rumors flowing around the NBA of where he's going to end up. Uh, whether the Clippers will be able to trade him, which I don't think they will, will be able to do, or, you know, they'll they'll buy him out, um, he'll clear waivers, and then pretty much be able to choose what team he wants to go to, similar to what Blake Griffin did. Now, um, one of those rumors is him possibly going to the Brooklyn Nets. Now, I just don't think that's going to happen. Man. I mean, if that happens, you know, I mean, come on, Brooklyn, what are you stacking the deck here? You know, you're going to have the big three, you know, Kyrie, Durant, you got the beard, and now you got Blake Griffin. And what, you're just going to add Andre Drummond to that team too? Uh, you know, what, what, are you, what are you guys trying to do, the big five over here? I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think, but you just never know. You never. I didn't think Blake Griffin was going to the Nets either. But there he is with the Nets. So as far as Drummond goes, if he does come to the Lakers, uh, that would be a huge addition. To the Lakers. I think that will catapult them into the favorites to win the West. Unless the Clippers make a move that's even um, more significant than that. Or if Utah, I'm not sure or don't think Utah is going to make any major moves. But 
if the Lakers get Drummond, uh, I think they would be 1A and the Clippers 1B, so to speak, in just, just my humble opinion. Because what Drummond brings to you is 15 and 15. You're getting that every game. 15 points, 15 to 20 rebounds, depending on the opponent. He's going to give you that. You know, there's no way that they're going to get Drummond on this team and Mark Gasol is going to uh, continue to start. Mark Gasol is just be coming off the bench. And, you know, that will be the end of that. And um, the Lakers are being in pretty good shape. Now, there are some other players that have been rumored as a possible uh, destination to the Lakers. Uh, JaVale McGee, obviously, who played for them last year. You know, he knows the system. He knows the coach. He knows most of the players. Uh, it's a possibility that Cleveland could um, buy him out. And uh, he would actually have to get traded to another team, though. You can't trade a guy to a team like they traded him to Cleveland, and then Cleveland buys him out, and then the Lakers can just pick him back up. Cleveland will have to trade him to another team, then get he gets bought out by that team that's looking for some cap space or whatever, and then the Lakers can pick him up after that. A little complicated, but uh, JaVale McGee is also a possibility. Cleveland has, you know, so many big men that they're looking to shed some bodies. You know, Drummond, JaVale McGee, you know, they got uh, uh, Jared Allen over there from the uh, the trade, from the, uh, the beer trade that come over from the Nets. And then you got Kevin Love, who I'm not sure what's going to happen to him. But and then another name that is starting to hear now is Hassan. I'm sorry, Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside, who had that one good year. That's how the NBA is, folks, as far as throwing money around. He had one good year and that catapulted him into a hundred million dollar contract. And he hasn't lived up to that, but he's still a decent young player. You know, last year he averaged 12 points per game, 13 rebounds. You know, led the league in blocks for uh, Sacramento. This year, though, his production has gone down. Only eight points per game, 5.7 rebounds, but he's still a young guy. And he can bring a lot of energy to the Lakers. Not sure what the Lakers would have to give up to get somebody like uh, Whiteside. Um, Sacramento may, you know, they may ask for a Taylor Horton Tucker. Not sure. But his name has also popped up in trade talks. So the Lakers... You know, they, they'll make a move. I've also been seeing uh, reading stuff on Twitter. Uh, you know, some of the Laker fans are getting nervous. Well, the Lakers haven't made a move yet. OK, well, the trading deadline is not up until March 25th. OK, so there's time. There's time. Pack your patience, Laker fans. Pack your patience. The Lakers will make a move. Trust and believe they're going to they, they have to make a move. There's no question about that. I still think they can use another shooter. On that, on that team, somebody that can drain the three because right now, you know, KCP is not getting it done. He's just not. I, I don't know what happened to him since the beginning of the year. Confidence or whatever the case may be, but he is not getting it done. I know Wayne Ellington of the Detroit Pistons is someone that Detroit may be shopping around, and Ellington is a three-point threat. He's one of those three-point assassins. He can come in there, man, and all the Lakers say, man, all we need you to do is float around that three-point line, you know, let LeBron do his thing, drive him to the basket, Schroeder drive him to the basket, defense collapse, they do the little ball movement around the perimeter, it gets in the way in Ellington's hands, and he fires up the three ball. They need somebody like that. So there's going to be some moves made for the Los Angeles Lakers. So Laker Nation, not to worry. You know, the team will make a move. The team will make a move. 
They're going to have to make a move. And at the end of the year, the Lakers will be in the mix for the Western Conference Finals against, of course, the L.A. Clippers, who I will talk about uh, a little later in this podcast. In segment number two, I'm going to talk about the NBA MVP race. But before I do that, let me hit you with a little bit of this. Right on. All these sports fans, by now you all know I'm originally from the Motor City, Detroit. So I got to show Detroit a little love right there. That's a tune by Trick Trick from Detroit featuring Eminem, also from Detroit. Nice, nice song. That song is off the hook, baby. Everybody in Detroit loves that song. Not even sure y'all know about that tune, that tune right there. But again, that's by uh, Trick Trick featuring Eminem. So again, I want to talk about the um, the race for the MVP in the NBA before I get on to the uh, uh, my Clippers update. So just want to talk about the top three candidates real quick. Um, Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers, I think he has catapulted himself into the lead at this point. At the beginning of the year, there's no way I would have said he would be um, he probably would have been in the top 10 for sure, maybe top five. But right now, this guy is leading the pack, in my opinion. You know, in his last 18 games, he's averaging like 32.8 points per game, 11 rebounds, 3.5 assists. Dude is shooting 51% from the field. He's out there shooting threes. You know, he's, he's, he's having a good time out there, man. And he's playing plus level defense. You know, right now, a lot of people think he's the unquestioned, unquestioned MVP right now. There's a lot of season, of course, left to be played. But uh, barring any type of injury, Embiid is going to be right up there. He's going to be 1-2, you know, no worse than 3, depending on what happens. And on top of that, Philadelphia, they have the, right now, the best record in the East. You know, the Nets are closing in on them. But Philadelphia is going to be right up there in the Eastern Conference race. For sure. And without him on that team, they go nowhere. 76ers go nowhere without Joel Embiid. So, you know, he's one of those players that, um, you know, he talks a lot of, let's, let's just call it what it is, talks a lot of shit on the court, man. And that's okay. You know, on the asphalt back in the day, hey, I talked a little trash myself. That's part of the game. You know, rub some people the wrong way. He's kind of a little showboat out there, you know, on occasion. But, who wouldn't want Joel Embiid on their team? I mean, you know, Philadelphia, again, Eastern Conference best 23-12 and 12 record. They they are balling, man. They are balling. The only thing I worry about that team is their other quote-unquote superstar, who I don't think is quite a superstar yet, and that's Ben Simmons. And you guys have heard me mention this before, the guy who refuses to shoot the three-point shot, shoot uh, treats the three-point shot like it's the Black Plague or something like that. But... Uh, and especially when the playoffs start and they start backing up off you, man, you got to shoot the pill. Ben, Ben Simmons, come on, dude. You have to shoot the pill. 
shoot the ball. They must respect that. But going back to uh, Joel Embiid, though, he's playing great, great basketball. Great basketball right now. So right now, I would say he is in the lead for MVP. Uh, number two on that list, of course, is LeBron James. And uh, Lakers are sitting at 24 and 12. Third best record in the Western Conference behind uh, Utah, of course. Um, but James, you know, he, 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 he's LeBron James. I mean, let's call it what it is. He's averaging 25.8 points per game, eight rebounds, and almost eight assists, 7.8 assists, 51% shooting. Now for him, the concern is, you know, without Anthony Davis, he's playing a lot of minutes. And if you guys listened to prior episodes, I spoke about him looking like he's in some games that in the fourth quarter, he's lost his legs a little bit and he doesn't go to the basket with the ferocity that he has in the past. You know, when LeBron James goes to the basket, man, he's looking to do some damage. He's looking to dunk on somebody, you know, now, you know, in the fourth quarter, in some games, you know, he's, he's just content on laying it off the, you know, laying it off the window, you know, off the glass, you know, with the kiss off the glass that tells me that that he may have tired legs and his three-point shot has not been as efficient as it was at the beginning of the year, which is another indication that, you know, in some games, uh, games he's losing his legs a little bit. Now, having said all of that, the guy, again, is still averaging almost 26 points a game. You know, he's a walking triple-double. So, and the Lakers, of course, are going to be in contention, especially when Anthony Davis gets back. And if he continues to carry them until Anthony Davis gets back, you know, that's the epitome of MVP, you know, most valuable player. He's pretty much carrying the Lakers since Anthony Davis has been out. And, you know, King James is being King James, you know, let's, let's, let's be real. So he's going to be in that conversation. There's no doubt about that. Uh, number three on this list, the Joker, Nikola Jokic. The Joker, Denver Nuggets. This guy, man, I'm telling you, I just love watching him play. He he's almost averaging, guys, almost averaging a triple double. You know, Denver is only 20 and 15. They'll make the playoffs and all of that, but you know, he's the most skilled big man in the game. You know, you can say he and Joel Embiid, one A, one B. You know, they both have their strengths, weaknesses, things like that. But the guy's averaging 27.3 points a game, 11 rebounds, 8.7 assists. Some of them passes, man, that he makes. If you watch Denver a lot, they're like Larry Bird-esque type passes that he makes. You know, tap passes to his uh, guys on the wing or driving to the basket, you know, behind the back passes. You know, he's just taking this game to uh, to a new level. In the last 14 games, he's been averaging 29.2 points per game. So he has picked it up since the beginning of the year. And, you know, the Joker, he's playing hes playing very, very good basketball. I mean, what can you say about him? And, you know, depending on who wins, there's always been debate back and forth on, you know, the MVP. You know, are you the MVP of the league? Are you the MVP of your team? Can a player win the MVP that's on a team that doesn't make the playoffs? You know, are they the most valuable player in the league or on the team? That's debate back and forth on that. But obviously, you know, if you don't make the playoffs, um, I doubt that a player is going to win the MVP award. 
But, you know, the Joker's team, you know, they're definitely going to be in the playoffs. I'll, I'll toss a couple of more at you right here. James Harden, Brooklyn Nets. Now, when he first went over to Brooklyn, I'm thinking, and you guys know I'm not a huge fan. However, I'm not crazy. L.A. Ray is not crazy. I know talent when I see it. This guy is a very talented player. I mean, since he's gotten over to the to the Nets, his passing ability has really, I'm not going to say surprised me, but it's even better than I initially thought it was. And maybe that's a, um, a reflection of who he has on his team now. You know, when you got Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on your team, you know, even Joe Harris, a guy that can shoot the pill from the outside, you know, you're going to shine a little bit more with the talent that he has, if that's even possible. But, you know, he's averaging, I don't know, 27 points a game, somewhere around in there. You know, he leads the league in assists, still 10.6 assists, even 9.6 rebounds. You're almost talking about a triple-double right there. And um, in these, these most recent games, he's just been balling, man. I mean, what can you say about the guy? Now, the Nets, now since he's on that team, and now they have Blake Griffin too, by the way. Now they have the big four, and there's talk about them getting Andre Drummond. Now, you know, if I'm Adam Silver now, you know, you, you uh, the NBA, what David Stern did is they blocked the trade with Chris Paul. I mean, come on, man. They, they're just stacking the deck, you know. You should be able to win this NBA championship with what you have right now. But the pressure is definitely going to be on the Brooklyn Nets to make it to the NBA Finals. And not only make it there, but to win it. Whether they go up against the Lakers or the Clippers. You know, the Brooklyn Nets should be favored to beat both of those teams. Now, I don't think they will because I don't trust James Harden in tight playoff situations especially if he makes it to the NBA Finals. I just don't see it happening, but you will see. We shall definitely see. This last one I'm talking about is the Greek freak. Giannis, I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name, um, but we know who this guy is, the Greek freak of the Milwaukee Bucks. And, you know, the, he's the, uh, the MVP of the All-Star game. He was 16 out of 16. I'm not impressed at the All-Star game, 16 of 16, no defense being played. Um, but, you know, the MVP of the last couple of years. So, you know, he's averaging in his last 18 games like 31 points a game, 12.3 rebounds, six assists. The, and Milwaukee as a team, they're at 21 to 14. They'll make the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to make much noise. in the. They might win their first-round game. And then it might get tight for them because, as I've mentioned before, the Greek freak, you know, he's one of those guys where in the playoffs, defenses tighten up. There's not a lot of high-scoring games. And these teams pick apart your your weakness. And his weakness is outside shooting. I know he's he makes threes on occasion, you know, in all-star games, blowout victories and stuff like that. But when the lights are on in a, a playoff situation – defense is tightened up if I'm the coach I'm telling my team to back up off of him if he wants to shoot that three ball then we're just gonna live and die by the three baby because if you close try to close out on him rushing at him when he's shooting that three he's gonna fake it he's gonna drive to the basket your defense is gonna be out of position and he's gonna go in there he's gonna dunk on somebody so no Greek freak shoot that outside pill baby if you make him you make him you know I live or die by that so those are the top five candidates right there 
uh, Joel Embiid is again atop the list as right now anyway as the favorite to win the NBA MVP. For my last segment today, as you listen to Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, I want to touch on the L.A. Clippers and what's going on with them as far as any trade rumors or anything like that. Now, according to the Bleacher Report, the uh, L.A. Clippers are happy with the core roster that they have. Now, of course, this is only a report. You have a, a lot of publications reporting on a lot of different things. But um, the Bleach Report is saying that uh, they are happy with what they have. Now, again, in my prior episodes, I have mentioned the need for a guard, for a point guard. It's almost like a broken record here, but, you know, L.A. Ray, baby, I'm going to tell you like it is. Uh, The Clippers should not, should not stand pat. They need to upgrade their roster. The L.A. Lakers... They're going to upgrade their roster. It's possible that they may get Andre Drummond or Hassan Whiteside or whomever, a shooter, maybe a Wayne Ellington from the Detroit Pistons. They're going to upgrade their roster. The L.A. Clippers, as I mentioned before, can they win a championship with their core players right now without doing a major deal? Or, or you know, can they win a championship with by doing a marginal deal like the the Bleacher Report states that they may do. And, of course, a marginal deal is just a small piece here or a small piece there. It's possible. It's possible. They have Kawhi Leonard. They have Paul George, two of the top ten players in all of the NBA. Can they, you know, can they win it with those two guys and the supporting cast? Sure, it's possible. It's possible. You know, if if, if the stars are aligned with the Clippers, you know, they can win with those guys. But, you know, if I'm the Clippers brass, I'm trying to upgrade. The West is just going to be really, really tough. The Lakers, Utah, Portland, Denver, where you lost to them last year after going up three games to one. They're still going to be there. Denver's not going anywhere. They pretty much have the same squad. You may end up meeting them again in the playoffs. So... In my humble opinion, or IMO, in my opinion, L.A. Clippers, you're going to have to upgrade that team. Now, again, from the guard position, now I've also read that Lou Williams has stated that he doesn't want to play for anybody else other than the Clippers, and that's fine. I would not trade Lou Williams. There's been a lot of talk in Clipper Nation, the Clip Joint, Clip Joint, Clipper Nation, that Lou Williams should be traded. Absolutely no way. Who who you bringing in to replace him? You know, he's. I, I understand he's hot and cold. Uh, he started off pretty strong this year, and then he, he fell off a little bit, and he picked up a little bit after the injuries to Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And, you know, now he's, he's fallen off a little bit. He's hot and cold. But in the playoffs, man, if this dude gets hot, look out. You know, he's one of the, 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 the most exciting scorers 
in this league when he's on, especially coming off the bench. There's no way in the world I would trade Lou Williams. Absolutely no way. No way. So the Clippers, you know, they they need to look at, you know, other than Paul George and, you know, Kawhi Leonard, of course, and Patrick Beverly, and then you got Batum and Ibaka. Ibaka's not going anywhere. Batum is not going anywhere. So, you know, who's going to be the other starter? You know, if you if you don't have Batum in there starting, then you're going to put Reggie Jackson in there. He's hot and cold. You never know what you're going to get with Reggie Jackson. Uh, Pat Beverly, you guys have heard my um, my uh, comments on him in the past that I don't think he's the guy that's going to lead you as far as the point guard position to winning a championship. I, I would think that they would go out and get themselves another point guard. Now, Kyle Lowry of, of Toronto, that's pretty much out, you know, with the money he makes. You're not there. The Toronto's not going to just buy him out, I don't think. They're going to want to trade, and they're going to want some assets, and you're going to have to give up too much. So the Kyle Lowry thing is out. Uh, the Derrick Rose train has left the tracks, as I mentioned before. That's out. But the Clippers brass, they're going to have to figure something out at that guard position because, you know, at the, the Bleacher Report, you know, at, at their report is that they think the Clippers may be able to win with what they have, including with Reggie Jackson and Luke Kennard and all that. And I'm not going to get on this Luke Kennard diatribe today. I, I, I've on it every podcast episode that I've done. You know, I've almost buried the guy. So you get what you get with Luke Kennard. But, you know, Reggie Jackson, Pat Bev, if the Clippers decide to go with that, go with that down the stretch and see if they can win with that, then, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Personally, I don't think it's going to happen if that's what they decide to do. But that's up to the Clippers brass to, to, to figure that piece out. Other than that, you know, you know what you're going to get from Paul George. And let's hope no one gets injured here. Because I think the Clippers, again, with, with the core that they have, the stars are in line, they still can win it. But you always want to try to enhance your team if you can. If you can. And if they can, they should go out and do that. I don't know if it's stubbornness on the Clippers brass parts. You know, they figure, hey, we have this team here and we think we can win what we have. You know, last year was a was was a aberration there where we lost to Denver. We were up three games to one. Our shots just were not falling in the last three games. And Denver came back and won. Okay, maybe there were some reasons why your shots wasn't falling. You know, maybe there's a reason there. Maybe there was some point guard play that where it did not allow you to get easier shots. So we'll see. We'll see, Clipper Nation. We shall see. The second half of the season will be starting uh, in the next couple of days. And um, it's going to be exciting down the stretch. I will continue to say that the Lakers and the Clippers are going to meet in the Western Conference Finals. There's no way I can take that back. That's the basis of my show. That's the basis of the podcast, baby. The Lake Show against the Clip Joint in the Finals, the Western Conference Finals. Whether or not the Lakers make a trade or not, whether or not the Clippers make a trade or not, I'm still going to hold fast to that. These two teams are going to make it to the Finals one way or the other. And with that, sports fans, I'm going to let you go there. I'd like to thank everyone for joining. Thank everyone for listening. 
You can find this podcast, L.A. Courtside, on all of the podcast uh, uh, networks that you get your shows from, all of the platforms that you get your shows from. And again, thank you all for listening. And until the next episode, peace.